Hey guys, welcome to episode 55 of The Green Life. Today's episode is so special and I get to share with you an amazing guest, Dr. Robert Moores. Dr. Moores is full of wisdom, kindness, knowledge, common sense, and you will fall in love with him as I have, I promise you. But before we get into more details about Dr. Moores, I just want to share a big shout out to Namawell for the J2 juicer. As you know, I love my juices, I love my juicer, and if you want to upgrade yours, you can go into the show notes and grab the 10% discount code that I have available for you. Enjoy. We also have our beautiful retreat here in Northern Portugal, and we still have some spots available. So if you go into the show notes, again, you can check the link to my website. All the details are there. The retreat is between May 5th and 10th, and we would love to see you there. Okay, back to our beautiful guest. Robert Moores is a board-certified and accredited naturopathic physician, biochemist, iridologist, and master herbalist. In fact, he has a beautiful collection of herbs that he put together to really support different body organs and systems in order to cleanse and balance out so that the body can heal. And this is what we're going to talk about today, that together, food and herbs are real powerful medicine. Now, Dr. Morse has been in practice for 50 years and he has really helped people heal from very serious illnesses. We're talking cancer, diabetes, MS, Crohn's disease, scleroma, many diseases which the current system would say are incurable. And yet, Dr. Morse is real, is really a healer. He's really committed to helping people be the best version they can through looking after their body. And he has done this successfully for many years, including having a, a clinic here in Portugal. And so he's also part of the Associação Profissional do Especialista de Medicina Tradicional. So it's a traditional medicine specialist um, association. And that's so great to see because he's really brought his gift across the pond. All right, we're going to talk to Dr. Moores about holistic healing, our body, and also a little bit of spirituality. So hold on tight because this episode is wonderful. It will change your life, as I said at the beginning. And so without further ado, let's welcome our guest. Welcome, Dr. Moores. Hello, Dr. Moores. Thank you so much for joining me on The Green Life. How are you today? Hi, sweetheart. I am doing terrific. Amazing. And you look terrific. So oh, thanks. Thank you, thank <laughs> you're welcome. Okay. I'm really honored to have you on the podcast. Um, I, we talked a little bit before the recording and I just told you I'm a big fan. I resonate with what you say. I, I like that you actually go into details that I never heard anybody speak about. And I, I kind of thought about those things myself and it's great validation for my thinking. So that was awesome. Um, but also, you know, it, I, I'm com- I love your commitment to wellness, but also to other people. I, your TV show, um, on your website, which is uncensored is brilliant. Um, you are navigating these censoring times very well. And, um, and I see a lot of people are responding to it and we need this. We need this light, this light work, right? In dark times. Now, the planet's suffering pretty bad, especially from unconsciousness. And so, so many people unconscious, the power and bees are trying to control the world, trying to, uh, you know, toxify people from all levels. And so, uh, yeah, it's uh, my commitment here to help uh, help people as much as they want and learn the simplicity of getting healthy. You know, yeah. learn that uh, this disease consciousness is ridiculous. It's an illusionary concept by the medical community who can't tell you what causes anything. Yeah. And yet it's real simple to learn what causes 
everything and how to unwind it and get yourself healthy. Absolutely. So before we get into that, because that's going to be very important for the show, um, can you just tell people a little bit about you if you haven't, if they haven't come across you already and your path into medicine and why you decided to follow the naturopathy? And yeah, your story is very amazing. I mean, I have your book here, so I've read about it, but... (laughs) Well, you know, I'm raised a farm boy, and we did a lot of carpentry work. And so when I uh, moved to Florida back in 68, uh, I wanted to build myself a duplex, uh, rent out one side for income and live in the other side. So I took on a building my first house, so to speak. And I had to hire a carpenter off the beach because I needed someone to help me. And I'm a carpenter. And so then um, he threw, I was bringing in his lunchbox, he's bringing fruits all the time and vegetables. And I'm looking at that, and I'm probably eating hamburgers and all kinds of crap, can't even remember. And so he threw a book down from the natural hygienic community, Herbert Shelton's book, one of them. And in it, uh, it talked about the raw foods and what animal cooks their food before they eat it and all this kind of stuff. And it just resonated like, yeah, why do they? And why am I eating dead animal meat and stuff like that, you know? And so then I started a journey into fruitarianism. So I went out into the woods, lived in a Volkswagen van for a few years, and just lived on oranges. And that brought me into a keen understanding and a long way around of how the kidneys are, what role they really have in the human body and the importance of the lymphatic system. And so as I became a naturopath, been 50 years as a naturopath now and a biochemist, and uh, we like to cure everything. If you're in a wheelchair, we like to get you out. Yeah. Amazing. Fun so, stuff. yeah, it, it is fun. And, um, you know, being a fruitarian, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say this, I'm new to the raw world and I'm new to even more fruit because I studied nutrition in a classic way the first time around. And, you know, they teach you the usual stuff like you need protein. It's like protein, protein, yeah. protein, and you need meat. Otherwise, you don't get enough protein. <laughs> and then, oh, fruits are bad for you, full of sugar. Like I learned all these things. And and then I was like, okay, but I'm not getting healthier. I was 30 years old and I had high blood pressure. Well, actually, pressure wasn't too high because I never had that. But I had high cholesterol. My blood sugar was too high. And so I thought it's just a matter of time until my blood pressure gets high too. And I'm not getting healthier, but I'm eating, you know, why meat and veg? Like, what am I doing wrong? Right. And then I went plant-based because um, I listened to a, um, a lecture by Dr. Neil Barnard. And I was like, this is different, you know, that actually sugar is not the problem. Fat is, let me try this out. The fat from animal products, mostly saturated fats. So I tried that. It did change my life. And I even, I didn't have IBS anymore. <laughs> Um, and that was great. And I think because I went from a diet that was very acidic to a, a more alkaline diet, my body responded very well. But, you know, as you do something, I guess your body changes and hormones change and everything. So um, throughout time, I had a bit of a stressful time in 2018 and I ended up eating vegan food, but processed. So and that for me now is a big thing where I tell people don't just be vegan, be whole food plant based, because otherwise you're not helping yourself anyway. But through that process of changing and wanting to heal, because I did give myself di- two diabetes again, um, I basically started eating more raw food. Like it was a natural thing for me that I just craved. And the magic happened. And now I'm like on this journey towards that, eating a lot more fruit than I've ever had in my life. And my mm-hmm. sugar is perfect. And I just feel great. And of course, it's not perfect. I, I do like cleanses. So I was looking at your book for that. Um, 
because I just realized that our bodies are under a lot of attack all the time, whether it's just, not just the food, you know, it's uh, vibration and it's pollution and it's like, you name it. So our job is to keep the sanctuary clean. And so, you know, the best that we can do is always progress in our journey. So when I read your book, I was like, wow, okay, this is great. But, you know, it's foreign to me to just go raw, to go just fruit. But it makes sense when you want to achieve a certain level. And with that, I just find like consciousness also rises, right? Like you start feeling more, thinking more. So I know you had these experiences, like other body experiences. You were traveling a lot. And I love to hear a little bit about that because it's such a big connection to food and why these high vibration foods take you to that place, right? When you're, you're more spiritually connected. Yeah, the more your body's hydrated, the more you pull these proteins and acids out of it, the more calm, you like you say, that you get. And the more calm, the more energetic you get. And of course, you're not your body. You're only using this body as you navigate on this planet. And your ability to leave it is easy. Sometimes people need a, a near-death experience to leave it, or they translate or die, you know, and they then pull out of their body and go on and get another one. So it's easy to learn out-of-body travels. As a matter of fact, I just did a video for uh, TikTok and uh, Instagram on uh, out-of-body experiences. You know, all these challenges says, I got a challenge for you, and it's not a physical challenge. Learn how to move your attention out of your human body into a higher body that you use. And fun stuff. But when you're high uh, fruit uh, and you start cleaning your lymphatic system and you remove the obstructions to the flow of energy in your body, uh, you can get energy levels where, like I said, I didn't sleep for for a couple of years. I was always out of my body. I laid my body down. I'm out. I'm gone. Having fun and, and working with my masters and things like that. So the more energy you get, like you said, the more expands your awareness. And you get out of this... Uh, this, there's so much thoughts and the limitation that a conditioned mind gives you. You get more into the real self or into consciousness. And that's where uh, the survival and your level of happiness explodes. Yeah. yeah. And I also love the fact that you, a lot of doctors don't acknowledge God, like this higher force, higher presence that created us perfectly. But you do, which I really love. And I, like you, don't come from a religious dogma aspect at all. I just come from a spiritual side. Sure. But I think when you learn all these things and you learn where our food comes from, if we were created by um, this intelligence that creates life, then it makes sense to li to eat living foods instead of going towards death, right? Well, you're eating intelligence. Everything mm -hmm. comes out of the one. So there's nothing dead, not even minerals. Everything comes out of the one. So uh, you have to look at food, herbs, and everything else from multifaceted levels. Uh, all fruits have a mind and emotional bodies to them, just like animals. All your animals are emotional. They also have a mind. So you can train them just like you can train yourself. So everything comes out of the one, comes down through the God worlds the same way. When you realize that when you eat a piece of fruit or you eat something whole, whole, you're consuming that on many different levels that affect you on many different levels. Yeah. It's when you start cooking and destroying that food and processing it that you rip all that apart and rebond the chemistry and start creating something else. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about the food because I think that's where a lot of people obviously have to start because we all eat every day um, for the most part. So 
And when we talk about food, I, you focus mostly on fruit, which we just mentioned are very high energy, um, but you don't, you're not opposed to vegetables. Um, so I'd like you to go a little bit through um, the cat categories of food. So grains, why you think grains are not appropriate and the fruit and the, and the vegetables and what kind of food people should navigate towards and, uh, and why also you believe aside from obviously the ethical aspect and the death part of the animal products um why animal products actually not really fit for human consumption i uh, think about this it's real simple uh, there's only two only two sides to chemistry right mm -hmm. one is alkaline or base and the other one is acids so when you look at the nature and the effect that each one of these sides of chemistry has it becomes quite clear so acids are corrosive inflammatory, agglomative, in other words, they make you hard and stiff, uh, uh, dehydrating you. And the alkalis on the other side are hydrators, high electrons, where the other is high protons. And so it hydrates, it removes inflammation. Most of these have astringent values tied to them, so they clean you. And so when you start looking, foods are divided up into the same. You either have foods that are alkaline dominant or have an alkaline ash after digestion, or they have an acid ash. Those foods that have an acid ash after the digesting are your proteins predominantly. And that acid ash then goes into the blood, which is an alkaline source. And that is that you can't do. So the body then starts to leach calcium out of itself to fight this acid ash that you're that you're absorbing. So acid ash foods are animal products, are uh, processed dairy products, are grains, beans for the most part. So all these foods have an acid ash to them and they dehydrate, they remove calcium out of your body. They create all kinds of your problems. And protein in particular damages the gut from the World Health Organization, but it's easy to understand that. This is another reason for Crohn's and IBS and things like this. But also, uh, again, they do leach the calcium out of that, but they also hit the kidneys. And the kidneys is where you're, where you're fighting, the kidneys and adrenal glands. And from that, when you understand your kidneys are the eliminative organs with your skin to the great lymphatic system. And your lymphatic system is what medical doctors, nature passing around the world don't understand. And if you don't understand your sewer system, that your lymph nodes are simply septic tanks and all what the, how the body has to remove acids. Medical doctors think your body takes acids from metabolism and, and activity of cells and puts it back in the blood. There's nothing more stupider on the planet than that level of thinking. You can't do that. Acids are corrosive in nature. You have to be able to eliminate them. So your urine has to be slightly acidic. Uh, you have to see sediment in your urine. If your urine is clear, you're in trouble. You have to remove waste that the cells are producing or those wastes build up. And when wastes build up in the body, it's called inflammation as to start. And then you get your tumors and abscesses and you know all the toxicities and all the breakdown and atypical cells and cancer cells from, from that side. Yeah. So where do you think this obsession with having protein comes from? And also, we get enough amino acids, right, from fruit and vegetables. So, so yeah, why did we get so paranoid with not having enough protein? I think when man migrated out of the tropics, because he's a, he's, a, he's a primate. You know, when you look at the uh, 
the, the differences between the homo sapien and the primate were 96% identical genetically. So we only have about three and a half or so percent that makes the difference between a primate and a homo sapien, like it or not. And primates are frugivores. And when you look at the longevity differences between islanders and let's say Alaskans, uh, it's night and day. You, you're always seeing 100-year-old, 90-year-old, 100-year-old islanders. 120-year-old, I know an island that's almost full of 120-year-olds. I've had them in my clinic. Uh, but Alaskans, when, you, when you're in your 50s, you look like you're 70. And so proteins are very inflammatory, and the body can't use them in the first place. Your body has to break protein back down to amino acids. Well, why not just eat the food that's rich in amino acids and not into complex uh, protein structures? And so yeah. eating dead animals, the human has nothing to tell you that we are meat eaters. We have nothing in our extremities. We have nothing in our physiology, our gut. We have nothing to teeth. We have nothing to demonstrate that we're meat eaters, nothing. And the <laughs> argument is, is vain. It, is, it holds no water, has no science. And it's just, I think man migrated to colder climates. And cold is alkaline. And nature detects balance, yin and yang. So when you're cold, you wanna warm up. When you're hot, you wanna cool down. So when you're in a cold environment, you wanna warm up and fruits are co cooling. So it's hard to eat cooling foods in a cold climate, no question about it. But when you're in trouble, you've got to do it. You've got to warm up with herbal teas or find some way, you know, to warm up. Mm -hmm. We have no fur hair enough to, to, to uh, protect us from that cold weather. But it's just man migrating in this hostile environments for his species. Yeah, and I think so that's how it took off. And proteins are stimulants. And then when you cook your food, you have no energy. You took all the electromagnetic energy out of that rebounded the chemistry. So meats are stimulatives. They stimulate you. And a lot of people just have to have that stimulation or they are tired. Their mm -hmm. adrenal glands and kidneys go down, uh, their bowels go down. And so they end up trying to stimulate their life. They drink Red Bull or whatever, and they pop all kinds of stimulants, coffee, to, to feel like they have energy. And yet yeah. energy comes from sugars. Yeah, true. So I'm going to make you cringe a little. So we went from high protein, but now there's this movement, you know, the carnivore diet. And it, yeah, so I like your opinion on that. Obviously, I know what you're going to say because of this just the introduction you did on the food. But how do you feel about this? Because I, I, I mean, even though the, um, the science is clear that animal products are not beneficial to our health, they still maintain that we need it. They still maintain that without those saturated fats and cholesterol, we don't have cholesterol, which we actually make. But uh, so I love to, I love your opinion on this because it's really it's so um, polarized. And I see a lot of people are falling for that kind of uh, diet because, you know, they don't feel well. So they're trying to find a solution to desperate. And instead of following someone like you, perhaps they go and listen to some Instagram you know, yeah. I'm, uh, yeah, celebrity. So, <laughs> so. You've got unawareness and you have idiots. And a lot of these people are idiots. You know, I did a thing on uh, uh, TikTok because there's the lion diet. Nothing yeah. but protein and high salt. You want to end up in the hospital? Go on a high, nothing but protein and high salt diet. There goes your kidneys. You lose your kidneys, you lose your life. Mm -hmm. So that's a big deal. As you lose your kidneys and adrenal glands, you'll start to see your cholesterols go up. And they're going up because the lymphatic system is a cholesterol-based system. 
The body uses lipids to fight acids. It doesn't burn electrolytes. It'll burn them right up. So the body uses lipids. That's what the gallbladder is for. It hydrolyzes lipids, not for the blood or the lymphatic. The body's just a bunch of cells, about 100 trillion of them, and two fluids, blood and lymph. And the blood is the kitchen, and the lymph is the sewer system. That's simple. Mm. The blood does not have eliminative organs tied to it, but the lymphatic system does. And that's the kidneys and the skin. Yeah. Or any other hole you might have, because if you're backed up so much, you'll ooze toxins out of your nose, out of your ears, out under your breasts, under your arms, under your groin. Wherever you have lymph nodes, you're going to see the body oozing uh, stinky, nasty acids out. Yeah. You know, you, you remind me something about this particular example of oozing uh, pus or whatever it is, uh, waste out. Um, I had someone that reached out to me. She had... Um, some nodes into her breast. And one of the things was, uh, it, it was like, um, they had to open it up. I mean, you know, again, they put something in it sure. that they shouldn't have put, but um, they she was oozing. And I said, well, you first, you need to cleanse. You can't just think that this is not, this is, I mean, this is your body obviously trying to eject something, let it go. And now you also have a foreign object into your breast. So your body's like, what is this? But I think people are so, you know, I, I gave her some some natural remedies to try and I, I advised on the on the diet. She was working with a holistic um, nutritionist, but she was very much about, you know, low carb, my fat. And, you know, I, I wasn't her nutritionist, so I couldn't. Yeah. And I was like, oh, boy. OK, um, it helped what I gave her. But I said, this is if you're not doing it properly, this is not a solution. It's just you are you're just temporarily tapping, you know, like moving and fixing, but you're not actually looking at the root cause. But for people, it's really hard to get there, like to understand that there is a root, co root cause and that to understand that there is much deeper, um, there are deeper consequences to our actions, to our actions every day, like how food interacts with our body, what, what is happening into our body, emotions, everything. People just can't seem to go there unless they are awake to it. How do we shift that? Well, it's simple to understand this. If you can't understand this, I don't know. You can't treat a symptom. You always have to address the cause. If you treat a symptom, you never fix the cause of something. Mm -hmm. And there's a cause. This We live in a world of pure science. There's no such thing as diseases. That's an illusionary concept. Nothing happens out of nothing. Everything has a cause and effect to it. It's, it's, it's physics. It's how life is. It's spiritual. It's everything else. It's karma. It's and whatever you want to tie to that. For every action, there's an opposite and equal reaction. And all of that is steeped in chemistry. Everything you can talk about, the air you breathe, the stuff you drink and eat, and, and everything is chemistry. Like it, if you smell, you're smelling chemistry. Mm -hmm. And so you simply have to understand that you can't treat with supplements the effect of something and expect to get well. It's just not going to happen. You have to address the cause. To understand the cause, you have to simply understand the two sides of chemistry. I want to say something else, too. Let's go to mother's milk. Uh, when a mother that is eating properly has a baby and she wants to breastfeed them, mother's milk is particularly, and I'll just give a rounded off figure, 7.5% carbon or sugar. Half of that is lipids. That's for the lymphatic system. The sugar's for the blood. And less than 1%, almost 0.8%, is protein. Mm. So when yeah. someone says you have to have a high protein diet, mother's milk from humans do not 
in any way demonstrate that factor. As you get up into your herbivores, you see a little more of the proteins go up, uh, et cetera. But you're looking at different sizes, different species. But when you look at the human, the predominance is carbon-based uh, 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 foods, which is carbohydrates. And that is where all the uh, ATP, all, all the energetic factors come from. Yeah. Body doesn't burn protein for energy. If you burn protein for energy, you're burning your cabin walls to stay warm. Yeah. So our, breaking, yeah. Yeah. So our cells need sugar to create energy. Which is a good point because this morning I saw a, a post by Dr. Hyman and you know that was talking about mitochondrial somebody asked about mitochondrial energy. Now in my studies, uh, now that I'm studying holistic nutrition, which is a little bit different than the first time around. Um I am researching different things. And one of the thing is, well, mitochondria, they use glucose for energy. So in order to bring that energy into your body, you definitely don't need high protein. But that's not what this doctor was saying. So people are confused about that, too. And I think I don't understand how we if we if we know that our main source of energy is glucose, why are we trying to get energy from other well. nutrients? <laughs> I'm just getting ready to do another video because there's a new study out mm. showing that the brain converts glucose into fructose. Uh -huh. Why would the brain convert glucose into fructose? They're both simple sugars. Yeah. Now, if you're a type 1 diabetic, I put you all on fruit. I don't give you vegetables. Vegetables are predominantly glucose. Fruits are predominantly fructose. Why? Because fructose is for pure energy. It doesn't require insulin. So if you're a type one, I put you all on fruit and your blood sugar will come on down. Give you vegetables, up goes your blood sugar. Type two deals with sugar metabolism. That's your adrenal glands on top of your kidneys. Mm -hmm. and the kidneys go, so does your adrenal glands with it. So you say I have an MS case, Lou Gehrig's case, can't walk, can't talk, in a wheelchair, modeling and all this sort of thing. If I put you on 100% fruit, You'll get up and walk and start talking within five and a half to six months. Wow. Separate the quad and paraplegics mostly the same way. If I give you vegetables, you'll never get up and walk again. That's interesting. And when you start to look at the new research, how the body's converting a simple sugar glucose, which is really the probably the least uh, 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 good sugar of the simple sugars uh, and converts it to fructose, especially for electron or, or neurons, you start to realize why the fruit diet helps to regenerate strokes, neurological conditions, uh, all these sort of things like this. And you mentioned uh, mitochondria, DNA and RNA. You got ribose. You start getting into proper physiology, you'll see the simple sugars go into the riboses and all these simple sugars that are used by these components. And without that, yeah, yeah. And that's interesting because a lot of people have demonized fructose. And obviously connected yeah. it to the Ridiculous. liver being, you know, oh, no, you're going to have fatty liver. I'm like, okay, but what else are you eating? Because I'm sure it's not the fruit that is doing that to your liver. So we are so, I had a, I had a conversation with Dr. T. Colin Campbell. Uh, he's also a biochemist and, you know, he's one, one of the most wonderful men. And of course, he, he I really love him. I and love um, and he said, you know, we, 
there are two things to this. You always say we overcomplicate nutrition. And he said, you actually both saying the same thing, but you said we are oversimplifying nutrition. And I, well, how do I bring this together? Um, people, like he was saying, you know, people are like oversimplifying, saying you just need carbs and protein and fats, and they don't actually distinguish what they are. And you obviously say, we are making everything so complicated because now we're going like, you need that particular you know, protein. So they, it's amazing how this world works, right? Very, the polarity is huge. And then of course the enemy confuses everything. So it's, it's complicated and simplified at the same time. And, um, but at the same time, it is a quite simple. And this is the thing that drives me crazy sometimes in the science that is nutrition, because obviously I have to deal with a lot of, uh, you know, papers that I have to read for my research. And I, I just, uh, you can, people can make an argument of anything, just looking at an angle. And sometimes I'm like, science is great. And we should look at studies to understand what's, what's going on out there. But our intuition is out of the way and common sense is not common anymore. <laughs> right? You know, science is ignorant always. They're always trying to discover what already exists. Yeah. Uh, and so you have to put yourself sometime out of this. I only use science to validify what I'm teaching you and what, and what we do. Yeah. The difference is, and some of these people that are saying all this stuff, is I've been behind a clinic for uh, about 50 years, one way or another. And our success rate in, and I'll use the word medical terminology, although we don't treat any diseases because they don't exist. And when you understand the lymphatic system, like I said, and all that, then you start to realize this. But in terms of cancer, we're well over 90% successful. We get quads and paraplegics up out of their chairs. We rebuild MS, Lou Gehrig's. I don't know too many people out there doing that. Yeah. So we clean up psoriasis. We clean up everything out there that possibly exists. And that's why we're so well known around the world. Well, when you understand the simplicity of it, then you can get into the intellectual components. Then I'll take you deep into the world of physiology and we'll get deeper into that if you if your brain wants to know that. Mm -hmm. But you've got to understand the simplicity. I use the, 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 uh, the analogy of a jigsaw puzzle. You have a thousand word jigsaw puzzle and someone just opens it up and lays all these little pieces of the puzzle, a thousand pieces out, but you don't have the picture. What do you think? It's going to be hard to put that jigsaw puzzle together. And that's medical thinking. And most naturopaths tell you the truth. They're playing with all these little pieces, but you got to have the picture. We have to pull back to nature. You have to look at what species the Homo sapien belongs to. You have to look a little more from uh, the overview of life instead of tearing yourself deep into uh, the components because yeah. science is ignorant always. Most A&P books say there's no lymphatic system in your brain. And these yeah. are professional. I have a ton of friends that are A&P professors and we have one in our school, right? Pat is a A&P professor, went to medical school and we teach this all the time. The, the, there is a extreme unconsciousness even in the science books. And so the University of West Virginia just found the lymphatic system in the brain four years ago. And wow. yet all the, all the medical doctors are taught that there's none. So it just shows you that if you rely on science for your answers, you're not going to have the whole picture. You're going to keep looking at pieces of the puzzle and you're not going to have the whole picture. You have to pull back and take a look at more at how nature works, how yeah. chemistry works, the simplicity of it. Well, you made an, import an important point there. It, this is new science, new medical, new, new medicine, if you like. If we go traditional, even you know before the 1900s, 
medicine was natural it wasn't you know chemicals and it wasn't like you know there was no domination of information if you like that that, that is now like oh you have to be approved by somebody to say that you're saying something that makes sense but it needs to support a an agenda otherwise it doesn't make sense for them mm -hmm. right we found an old medical uh, doctor's bag, no medical bag, back in the early 1900s. And all it had was herbs in it and a list of what you mix for what. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But when <laughs> yeah. you simply understand, there's only two sides of chemistry, and you have to understand your lymphatic system. That's all your tumors. That's all your swelling. That's your, your cholesterol problems. That's everything that you see doesn't come out of blood problems. Blood problems are a hiccup from the lymphatic system. It's your sewer system that man's having trouble with, and it's because he's eating an acid-ash diet and breaking down the components of the body. You break down the pancreas, the gut. Like you said, you get inflammation on the wall. Most of the problem is in the wall lymphatically, but you get a lot of inflammation, mucoid plaque on the wall, malabsorption's a big deal. So you can go on and on deep into this, but if you want to be healthy, you got to pull away from acid ash foods. There's nothing healthy about beans. What's healthy about a bean? It's dormant enzyme inhibitors. There's nothing healthy about grains. There's nothing healthy about dead animal meat. After you're weaned, there's nothing healthy about milk. No animal drinks milk after they're weaned. Yeah. So there's nothing healthy about any of these things. What's healthy is your fruits, your berries, your melons, and your vegetables. What most of the vertebrates eat. What about sprouting some of these uh um, pulses and, and grains, does that make any change? Well, you know, they say some grains like uh, millet, quinoa, or alkaline grains, they're still complex sugars. They're, they're still a dye and polysaccharide food. And so, again, people are bitching about sugars, but there's a difference between high fructose corn syrup, which is processed, and the fructose out of fruit. And if you don't understand that, then you're living in an unconscious state. And so you have the medical world blaming fructose, which is processed fructose, not the fruit, simple fructose in, in, in vegetables and fruit. If you blame that, then you're an unconscious being. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, but, but I think a lot of people will have this question, so I'm going to repeat it in a different way. Um, if they are, I mean, nobody's super healthy, but let's just say somebody is healthy you to the best of their sure. ability and they don't have any symptoms, they don't have any disease or unease. Um, can is there space into their diet for sprouted grains? Is there space in their diet for sprouted pulses, such as lentils uh, sprouts or um, or things like um, chickpea sprouts? You know, like things that are, you can sprout because uh, a lot of beans you can't. So I have an old saying: What you do once in a while doesn't hurt you. Mm. It's what you do all the time. Yeah. So the first meal of the day should always be a fruit meal. And yeah. that's because you're breaking the fast from the night before. And you never break a fast with anything but fruit. Mm -hmm. So breakfast should always be a fruit meal. Fruit is the highest energetic food proven to be over vegetables or any other food. Fruit has about 13,000 units or, or actually whatever you want to call it of electromagnetic energy, where vegetables only have around 9,000. Mm -hmm. That's raw. When you cook them, you bring it down to 1,000. And there is a law of homeostasis. So if the human is giving off about 6,000 or so uh, units of electromagnetic energy and he's con or she is consuming foods at down 1,000, it'll pull down their systemic energy. From looking at it from a physics point of view. Yeah. So when you start consuming foods that are double your electromagnetic energy output, 
you start increasing your electrical output and that then increases brain function, neural function, all kinds of function. Well, when we're regenerating tissue, then you have to live in that higher level of energetics because the consciousness is higher. And in getting into the spirituality of it, you get more into the causal world, into the blueprints, and then you start regenerating tissue. Yeah. Oh my God. I love that. Okay. So um, I can tell you like now I'm, that is the, the weather is better. I'm managing to start my day with fruit during the winter. Um, it's not so much the cold that bothers me. It's uh, we had a very wet winter and it was like a non nonstop. So my body was like, I love you, but you can't put dumb food in my body. I need dry and warm. Okay. So I was having oatmeal to begin the day because I was craving something hot but it's so funny how I was having that and my body was craving that warmth but I was feeling so tired after and now that I'm starting again with my fruit I have plenty of energy like you know I also start with a green juice every morning I'm addicted to it I just can't help it I miss it if I don't have it so I have like lettuce and cucumbers <laughs> in a juice. I love it. Um, but if then I have thyroid, If your thyroid is a little low, excuse me, if your thyroid mm. is a little low, yeah, you're going to really feel the cold. Yeah, I do. Oh, I mean, the, the cold, I, again, if it's not humid, the cold I'm okay yes. with. But wet. Yeah, yeah I get it. I get it. <laughs> I'm like, I, I live in my mom, please. And for lunch, if you want a salad and you're a dead mm. animal, you have your piece of chicken or fish okay. with the salad. Yeah. You know, if not, have your uh, some beans or whatever you ha want with that. But remember, you have enzyme inhibitors mm. and high phytic acids. And these two inhibit your own enzymatic action and stuff. And there's nothing really good. Have some nuts would be better. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. Um, and I do love salads. Um, no dead things in my plate anymore since 10 years and I couldn't be happier. <laughs> um, oh, um, soups or steamed vegetables. You can yeah. have a salad with some steamed vegetables, salad with some vegetable soup, and then yeah. at night go ahead and have a fruit meal. That way you're digesting well at night. You're going to dream good. They're going to be more lucid. You're going to wake up feeling good. You're going to have fruit again to flush out all those wastes, get the kidneys filtering, and then noon comes. You have your big salad, maybe some steamed vegetables or something warm with that, yeah. and then warm yourself with that. If you needed something warm at night, do a, a vegetable soup or something. Oh, I love that. Thank you. Um, so those are great tips. And um, now let's talk about people that have to reverse the diseases in their body so these elements that are not working properly so they have to actually go straight and um, um to the kidneys and to the lymphatic system so how can they do that well we just mentioned that they have to eat fruit a high frugivore diet what else can they do to help their bodies and how can they get out of the mind state that oh this is so extreme because i feel like being sick is, is extreme actually so it's less extreme to eat fruit right <laughs> You know what's I know. You know what when you say all fruits, people feel like, oh man, that's a, that's extreme. <laughs> but when you realize we're frugivore species, and that primates predominantly will eat fruit, and they're the some of the strongest animals on the planet. Nobody messes with a gorilla. Now, yeah. granted, some of them are pushed up into the high mountains and they're eating tender greens and things. But give them fruit, and they will always visit their frugivores. Mm. So I remember one zookeeper at Disney World. I was talking to him. He's a trainer of primates, and I said, "Why are you giving these primates all, all vegetables?" I said, "They're frugivores. Give them fruit. Oh, fruit has too much sugar." And it's like brainwashing. <laughs> Stupid. These are simple sugars. This is for the species. We're a species, and so is the primates that like taste. 
We love to taste things, and there's nothing more tasty than fruit. Fruits taste so much better than vegetables, and they just have that, oh, yeah, you know, peach breaking out on your face, uh, a good watermelon, ripe watermelon, uh, a good uh, uh, plant-ripe pineapple, uh, oranges that are sweet as honey. Mm. Oh, my, mangoes. I'm on a mango fast right now. Mangoes that are that are ripe, just beyond delicious. And energetic, I don't my problem is too much energy. <laughs> uh, I got to cut down a little bit sometimes. So I have some cooked vegetables and stuff just to ground myself. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I don't know if I would call a mango a fast. I would call it a feast. <laughs> exactly. I, I, I tell you, these are the foods that once your body changes and you get out of this conscious, you start cleaning all these acids out of your body and all these proteins, you'll lose your body odors. You'll start mm -hmm. to smell like the foods you're eating. Your cholesterols will come out. Your 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 IBS and Crohn's, all this stuff comes out because this is all acidosis interstitially, just location, location, location. So you'll rebuild fat. Fat will come out of your body. You'll rebuild the liver if you have a fatty liver or fatty pancreas. Tumors will come out. All your skins will clear up. You know, your endocrine glands will start picking up again. It's cool to see how the body heals itself. Matter of fact, on my uh, TV channel, I have a whole line of videos that are about tissue regeneration. And go to there, it's drmorris.tv, and look at the toe. This toe wanted to be amputated. It's just tissue hanging there from a diabetic. And I rebuilt that toe, got rid of his diabetes and high blood pressure on fruit only. But now I also use botanicals. I am a botanical man. I had a botanical company. And I do make uh, botanical formulas for to help me do this. Because God made herbs to help with body parts. They're not for diseases. They're herbs for the pancreas, herbs for the liver, herbs for the heart, herbs for the blood, herbs for the lymphatic system. There's herbs for everything out there. Yeah, you actually segue my next question. I, it's more of, I like your opinion on this. Um, I know that you, that you have the herbs. I, I looked at them. They're beautiful. Um, and they're great compositions. They're great. Um, you have great sets for for um, digestive system, for uh, lymphatic, for uh, kidneys. So, do you believe and feel that people need to, um, together with the herbs, need need to adjust their diet? Because what I found with my clients is uh, giving them herbs alone. If they haven't changed their diet, it won't work. Right. You found that too. You're a hundred percent on, honey. You you have to do it all. You don't want to half-ass things. Pardon my French. You don't want to sit on a barbed wire fence. You really want to do everything together, and that's why I do use the herbs. Diet alone really tough. Takes a two or three times longer to fix your things. With the herbs, they're magic. They're specifically here for body parts and to help to increase the function of cells. Cells are considered structure function of the human body. Then there's herbs to pull tumors out of it. If, you get, if I can't get your kidneys to filter and get your tumors out, I'll pull it right out of your skin. And mm -hmm. there, of course, blood root and poke root. There's a lot of great herbs to pull tumors out of your body. So there is herbs for every great thing on this planet. And so yeah. learning how to put them together right has been my forte, but then you know, I get my whispers and my help from uh, some Hi. nice sources. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's talk about cancer because something that is plaguing the planet, and you did mention it's got to do with the lymphatic system. Um, I interviewed a, a wonderful, wonderful woman last week, um, Dawn Moselem. She's, she's actually a doctor. She's a naturopathy, but 
she had a very challenging health journey and she's a really a miracle walking but she of course had this massive tumor on her lungs that she had to basically they she had to do they told her she had to do chemo for it which she did um and then she but the chemo and the radiation did damage her heart so after 20 almost 20 years she had to have a heart transplant but she did believe that if she hadn't done that she wouldn't maybe be alive because the the size of the tumor on her lungs was huge now I, I I you know I'm I obviously understand what she went through so I'm I I would never say oh my god you never should have never done it I understand that I understand why you know if you're you are in fear and you're in that moment and the doctors around you tell you that's the only survival strategy you might go for it I really get it but deep inside my heart I always thought if I ever get cancer I would not do chemo I would I would heal with food and with the right things with herbs and lifestyle because my body wants to heal and I would not want to put poison in my body because I, I have seen chemo actually kill people. So when it comes to cancer, why are we all getting getting it pretty much? Like the majority of the population is plagued by this. This is a real pandemic. And, um, and most people just don't know how to heal. And they really, really rely on this chem chemical that is, you know, well, yeah, that's okay. You, you ask, so here goes. All Go right. for it. Yeah, yeah. So, so, number one, if you do not understand your lymphatic system and the fact that your kidneys must filter, uh, you must see sediment in your urine, then you'll never get rid of tumors, you'll never understand, and you'll treat it as a disease that you're trying to attack. Mm -hmm. So, talk about treating the effect instead of the cause. When you have a cell in your body that's degraded or at the level, beyond an atypical cell into a degraded or degenerative cell. They call that cancer just to scare the pants off of you. Mm -hmm. The bottom line is what side of chemistry is damaging the cells in your body and what system do you have wrong? What's going on in your body? You've got to go back to your sewer system and understand that your sewer system removes acids out of your body. And if it can't, your lymph nodes are swollen, your kidneys are not filtering, it all backs up into your house, which is the cells. And so you will see these acids start to mutate and break down your cells. To give someone an acid hotter than the acid that are damaging your cells is criminal. So anyone that disperses chemotherapy is doing a criminal act. And I'll give you an example. Most cellular waste, most acids that are damaging your cells are at 3 pH. Chemo is anywhere from 1.5 to 2 pH which is 10 to 15 times hotter than the acids that are actually damaging the cell. So of 100 people that walk into chemotherapy, only 10 walk out. 90% 90, 90 of the people that take chemotherapy die from it. And uh, that 10% that come out in five years, half of those are dead. I'll give you another example. If someone walked up to you and threw a vat of acid, muriatic acid generally, but an acid in your face, you see what it does to your face and your skin? It'll, it'll scar you and break your skin right down. If you pour Coke on your skin, it's going to burn really, really bad. Take a sip of Coca-Cola, Dr. Pepper or Pepsi. Start burning your mucosa of your mouth. That's 3 pH. Most soda pops are 3 pH. So the same acids that are damaging the cells in your body. And yet someone is willing to allow someone else to put an acid in your veins that causes, just look at what an acid does throwing on your face. Ask yourself what's your face made of? Cells. You distribute it in your veins and what's your veins made of? Cells. 
And so it destroys all the cells. It is one of the most criminal acts on this planet ever done. And people grow up, oh, that's the only thing I have left. No, it's not. Matter of fact, Harvard did a study and it said the sooner the diagnosis, the sooner the treatment, the sooner your death. It's just like masks. If you get the true studies out there, you'll find the ridiculousness of some of these doctors that are, are saying crap like that. You <laughs> cannot do chemo. You might as well go off into the woods and pass yourself. You get, you're you not going to die from a tumor uh, unless it's pressing on a vital organ or blood flow or something like that. Uh, and it's easy to get these tumors out of you once you open up the pathway that's blocked that's causing you to have it. Yeah. You know, it's that simple. And they're treating the effect. They're treating cells. You can't treat whatever you do to one cell, you're going to do to all your cells. And this idea that cancer metastasized, these cells move out of tissue move against the blood flow into another tissue organ or gland, moves into a, an already completed structure and makes those cells cancer cells because their one is about as idiotic as the moon is purple. There is just It is just full of stupidity. It's full of money-making, but you understand who created the American Cancer Society. Yep. John Rockefeller Rock Jr. Rockefeller, yeah. Yep. There you go. And Rockefeller created the medical consciousness of diseases and the germ theory. You start to realize that this is all set up and these poor medical doctors are falling into this level of unconsciousness, willing to put acids in your veins that no one would allow. Look at what I put up on my website, what chemo sp uh, chemotherapy spill looks like on your skin. And I took nursing. I took IV therapy. I worked in emergency rooms for years. And so I can tell you, you have to glove up. You can't spill chemo on someone's skin or it'll burn your skin right up. But you're going to put the same thing, that same acid in your veins? Who in the right mind, who with common sense, as you said earlier, would ever fall for something like that? And it's these poor souls that can't think, that, that are not led to any level of awareness, and they're led like cattle into these chemotherapy bins and given this, this juice. And this is the most criminal act that I can think of that man is doing to himself. Yeah, the medical system is indeed a, a mafia. That's what I can call it. It's insane. Um, it is. And, um, you know, as you said, one of the things is that we, we treat these um, symptoms as disease and we forget we have a doctor for every inch of our body, but no doctor is looking at the holistic picture, right? It's like your your digestive system, great that you are a gastroenterologist, but that's not working on its own. Your brain is not working on its own. Like, your, you know, your nervous system is not working on its own. Like, why are we not studying medicine holistically? Why are we not looking at the entire body? Well, as you said, why are we not looking at our cleansing system, our, our sewer system? Why are we not looking at our lymphatic system? I mean, I studied the lymphatic system when I was doing massages. Like, if well, you even, you know what I well, mean? Good example. Even massage therapy is taught wrong in terms of the lymphatic system. But if you read mm -hmm. A and P books, they don't understand the lymphatic system. Mm -hmm. So if you don't understand it, matter of fact, the great society of, uh, of lymphologists worldwide only consider the lymph system there to buffer blood proteins, according to them. And it's like so stupid. They had a symposium of, of the lymphatic system. And, and I was listening to it. It's a medical symposium worldwide. And stupid stuff like this one research group found there were three head macrophages and certain tissues, and they were stuck on that. And it's like, 
you got well, you guys don't even understand the kidney connection and the skin connection to the elimination of metabolitic and all the other acids that are created by the human body. You work your muscles, you walk, you're creating all kinds of lactic acid, increasing respiration, more acids there. Question, how does your body get rid of them? And if it doesn't, you feel tight, sore, stiff, things like that. You know, going back to autoimmune, I, I like to ask, man, what is your immune system anyway? Tell me where your immune system is and what is it? And that's an answer they can't answer you because your immune system isn't your blood. Your blood has your least immune cells in it. Yeah. Where is most of your immunity? Your sewer yeah. system, yeah. your lymphatic system, your eliminative system. And if you don't understand that system, then you're going to say autoimmune. And autoimmune is a catch-all door for medical doctors that don't understand what causes anything, but they don't want you to know it. It's an autoimmune. You've got an autoimmune problem. No, you don't. You have a lymphatic stagnation problem because you lost your kidney filtration. And you did it on the diet that you're consuming. Yeah, that's spot on. Um, yeah, I laugh because it's it's you, it's really hard to argue with people that don't want to know. So I feel this yeah. information, but it's with everything. Like one of the things that I, you know, I mentioned, and we we talked about the high vibration food also take you to a different place spiritually. So you're starting to download very different information from what you see in the, in the exoteric. And so once you dive into the esoteric, you understand all this uh, the connections that are way beyond our our you know tangible uh, reality. You also understand that we have we have to have compassion sometimes for people that don't see it because they're not meant to see it maybe or that in that part in the particular journey they're not meant to see it maybe later I don't know but um, some people just will get the information and follow it and understand it and others you can hit it with all this common sense with all these connections with all these examples and they still will not see it you know it's all karma. You know, everything is karma. Everything is cause and effect. So when you see someone in a wheelchair and you go, oh, my God, but you realize they've created the action to have that reaction. And so what we're best at doing for me particularly, I like to work with the masters. We like to unwind your karma and you have a chance to unwind your karma. And we give you all the keys to do that. If you choose not to, that's up to you. I don't I do not judge one way or another, you know, Mm -hmm. because you can't do anything about it. Different people are locked in their states of consciousness. We give them an opportunity to go beyond that, to end their karmatic journey in that way, and and, and maybe enjoy some new uh, karma that's uh, more helpful for them in the future journeys. But outside of that, you know, there's there's no judgment. People are trapped in these levels of consciousness. It's like spirituality. There's all kinds of levels of understanding of, of the self. Uh, you know, there's the mind and the, the biggest problem people have is getting out of their minds. Yeah. And a lot of people think the mind is consciousness and it's not. It's a computer. And so you've got to get out of your thoughts. And by the line, you got to quit thinking so much. You know, and nobody knows when you say you got to stop thinking. The average person goes, what? Stop <laughs> thinking. That's all I do. That's how I create. It is actually how you create. But who's the creator? Yeah. And you won't know who you really are until you get out of your thoughts. Yeah, because that we are we are driven at this in our conscious we are driven not the conscious as in a higher consciousness but the conscious mind like we the thought process is driven by ego and the, and the thing is a lot of people feel very comfortable in what they know in their ego because letting go of that means also losing a little bit of your personality or identity that you created to fit in a matrix right 
Um, so that's challenging for a lot of people because you have to be so humble to say, actually, I really want to discover who I really am. Like, and, and you mentioned karma, like I'm doing a lot of work going into ancestral healing. So ancestral medicine, because there, there is a curse, if you want to call it throughout my, my, my line of the females in my, in my line. And I thought, okay, I need to fix this here from here and send this backwards because it's affecting my life and it's affecting my health. And so I definitely want to heal that. So I've been doing all this work and the stuff that is coming up, I mean, it's insane, you know? Key so word, Key word, genetics. And it's yeah. easy to regenerate genetic weaknesses. It's, it's yeah. real easy because you're dealing in the causal mind, which is the lower part of the mind. You have three parts of the mind, basically. You have the causal mind, which is the time track it's your it's your past and your future that's where all form is really generated really where duality is really perceived uh, much more in the pure consciousness this is the yoga consciousness of cosmic consciousness christ consciousness that's pure mind that's when you begin to see all things actually come from the one source but you're still in the mind and then the higher part of the mind is the id the ego and of course that's the individualized self when you get into these higher levels of experience, you start to see that, oh, wow, we're all individualized pieces of the one. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, you know, once you break that, then you're into pure consciousness. And that's the level I teach is pure consciousness. I don't. I used to teach out-of-body travel and how to travel to all these different realms and journey into these higher realms of the mind and stuff. See the city, see, see, the, see the thousand petal lotus if you've never seen that, the higher worlds of the astral plane. These things are nirvanic. They bring ecstasy and joy to you, but they don't bring you into your consciousness, your total mm -hmm. awareness of, of, of all things. You know, they're yeah. still that's a lot of fun. <laughs> Have you ever used psychedelics or do you, do you yeah. adjust? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I, how do you I've used some LSD window paint? Yeah. I had some mushrooms uh, early on in my uh, early twenties. Uh, I'm, you know, used to follow Timothy Leary, and uh, of course there was Ram Dass, and uh, you know, learning all that. But I didn't use them very long. Probably uh, a few months in my life, I've only had that because once you realize that you're a natural buzz, once you get out of thought and stuff, you just have a natural buzz. And especially when you go on a high fruit diet and a high raw food diet, you have a natural buzz. And when you stop thinking, you have a bigger buzz because you now are connected to all things one. Mm. And so all answers are given to you. You see all things. And so you don't, uh, that's what I love. And yeah. you don't need to take anything for that, you know. I asked because, and I don't remember the name, unfortunately, of this um this teacher, but um, he practices meditation and yoga. And uh, he was in an interview and he mentioned that he doesn't think that we should use psychedelics to to go into consciousness and to travel because he, we have to feel all the pain and we have to understand what we're doing. And a lot of people that are doing ayahuasca is becoming huge. So a lot of people are traveling to Peru, whether they're doing it with the, with the actual shamans or with charlatans, that's a different story. But uh, they're trying to obviously get into these journeys and, uh, you know, every journey you need more of the medicine to get there. And, and it's, um, and then they think that they achieve this consciousness. And then of course they become like this, your fashionable, uh, new agers instead of actually really working on what's going on and really trust transcending. Cause we all want to get to the Adam Kahneman, right? Like we want to get to Keitha and, and they can't really do it because unless they're taking something to travel, they can't do it. So it's an interesting yeah. fact. So I was, that's why I was asking you, but you actually mentioned it, like you tried it, yeah. but you do it without. 
You know, I, I've been an out-of-body avid traveler and teaching that in classes for years. And one day I'm, I'm journeying to this beautiful place and this voice whispers through me, okay, who's the traveler? So I have to laugh because we spend all this time in spirituality trying to achieve what we already are. Yeah. You, know, you already are consciousness and yet you think you take a journey to it. There's no journey. You can't find yourself outside of yourself. Yeah. You can't journey to find yourself because you already are that which is. How do you find out that part of you, which is pure consciousness? Because that's what you're looking at right now. We're, we're talking about lower forms and the diets for lower forms and then the higher forms of the astral or emotional worlds and then the mental bodies and stuff like this, which are actual bodies that you use. But they're still physical or bodies that you're using to experience in duality or in creation. You are pure consciousness. How do you get to that? You have to stop thinking. You've got to go beyond your thoughts. You waste more time trying to go somewhere when there's nowhere to go because you can't go anywhere to find or hide from yourself either way. Yeah. Read books on Jay Krishnamurti. I think for a lot of people, they're really he's really good uh, at getting you to understand that you've got to get away from thought. You know, you've got to go to who's the thinker. And there's no... you you. you you are the conscious awareness. So you're trying to find yourself with yourself. Yeah. And so it's a simple matter of letting go of, and, and Buddha said it anyway, detachment. All these saints and saviors have given you little tidbits, like eat the fruit, you know, you know, stop thinking, stop desiring, you know, stop chasing rainbows and be that which you already are. And the only way you can do that is just the realization of the now. You can only find yourself in the present. There's no time in the now. There's nowhere to go in the now. And the now is where all things are. So it's, again, getting out of duality. Yeah, it's true. We spend so much time regretting the past, wishing for the future. Exactly. <laughs> We're not present at all. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I need protein or I need, you know, this sort of <laughs> that sort of, you know, move right into it, baby. Yeah, yeah. Be that I, which is. <laughs> I am not immune to the to the effects of the world and the you know the constructs of the world. I mean, I I am very in my I guess in my in a, my composition I'm very uh, kapha, like I'm very grounded, uh, but I'm also pita, super fiery, like okay. <laughs> so so I have to really, and I, I think this is my attraction now that I live in the mountains. I'm in nature. I'm connecting with the the, the creation. I'm connecting with animals. So one of my missions is I've been rescuing dogs right, left, and center. And um, and I I don't know I just I hear them I understand them I connect to them I connect to nature I hear the pain that it feels, and because of that I think now I'm ready also to accept this um, different diet to what I was having before because before I felt living in London I had to be very grounded to survive you know like you can't be you can't be all you know butter in London like they're gonna crash you and I used to be a banker so I like I had to, I know. <laughs> So I had to be really, really grounded so that and fiery. But yeah. it did burn me out. And I now finally I'm ready to say, well, I learned all that. I embodied all that. But now it's time to embrace this feminine energy and actually become more bad. And to do that, I need to have the right food for it. So there's like this transition happening. And I think a global, like globally, at universal level, it's happening. A lot of women finally also, and men, are finding that feminine kindness that is coming in and saying, we don't have to be all like 
go, go, go. We can be a little more subtle, a little bit more still, a little bit more connected and present and then let things unfold. Um, so I, I really, I, this is why probably I'm appreciating this diet a lot more. And this is why maybe if I read your book 10 years ago, it would have been Chinese to me, right? But now it's like completely makes sense. Well, the female is the alkaline energy. Hmm. Without the feminine, feminine energy, there's no love. Yeah. The men are the acids. They're the one that creates the wars. They're the ones that are corrosive. So without the feminine principle, they don't realize you have a warring universe. You know, I have a, a, a TikTok challenge out there that is the Be Here Now challenge. Yes. Spend one day just observing. A thought comes in, stop it. Just begin to observe instead of think. And after a while, when you work with this, you'll begin to observe your own mind and thoughts and control them from a point of consciousness. And if you spend any time working on spirituality, that's the level you want to work on. You want to work on being in the now conscious wise, but allowing your mind to function and create the things you want or need. And the same thing emotionally. If you want to spend time in the emotional world, go ahead. But if you move your attention to those thoughts or to those emotions, they're going to own you and you're not going to be conscious. So you have to spend more time being the observer instead of the thinker. Mm, I love that. Yeah. So can you do it for an hour. Can you stop thinking for an hour? Can you stop thinking for five minutes? And yeah. the answer is tough for some people tough. because they live from one thought to another thought to another thought to another thought. And this is nothing but your your rule of eighty four, your 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 journey of karma. One thought yeah. to another thought. You'll never be awake because it is you that is trapped with your mind using thoughts to create. Yeah, it's so interesting you say that. You know what I find it really challenging if I don't get up early in the morning and I mean like five o'clock, um, I find it really challenging like to even meditate. And I love meditating. But if it's not in that stillness, and you, you know, and that's the thing, that stillness, because even if it's seven o'clock, the dogs are like, it's bright outside, I want to be out. So they are like all awake and they bother that energetic quietness, you know. But if you get up early and you actually are in stillness, it's so much easier. So I found that and I thought, wow, even the energetics of the, the surroundings are so impactful for us being able to. So it's an exercise to actually being in this in the day, in the in the awakened state and then be like, I must not think. So I'm going to do that challenge you have on your own. <laughs> do the <laughs> challenge. You always have to be in the stillness yeah. and the chaos. Yeah. You know what I mean? No matter whatever the chaos is, you have to always be in the stillness. Within that, let me tell you, there's no feminine or male principles. Mm. Consciousness is not gendered. So yeah. in the consciousness, there's no male or female energies involved because you're both. Yeah. You know? yeah. And those that are more awake have both male and female energies. I'm very feminine, but I'm also very male. I can pull either side that I want to pull if I need to pull it for whatever I need to pull it for. Yeah. You, 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 you can see you're the same way. You have male principles. You can be that strong and, and, and dominant and whatever, but then you can give the love that you need to give. Yeah. You know, and so realizing that consciousness is non-gendered, it's only embodiments that are gendered. Yeah. But without the feminine principle, males, you're in trouble. <laughs> yeah, you're right. We are. We can be very destructive. It's true. Um, yeah. So, if what is a day in a life of Dr. Morris in terms of uh, lifestyle choices and food? What's your routine like? Well, I get up. Uh, I have fruit even through the night. I don't sleep a lot. I probably sleep three hours a night at best. Uh, I'm always. Uh, I've got so many things going on, and I work with people out of body. 
So mm -hmm. I'm always uh, in that sort of thing, letting things flow through me. I let the divine tell me what I need to move through and do. I try to do without thought, but I'm always writing. I'm always doing videos, uh, podcasts. Uh, you know, I've got my school and I'm always working on classes. I'm trying to get a naturopathic degree out of that school. Yes. And so uh, I'm always, uh, you know, always involved in creation in some level or another, but I'm always trying to keep my beingness intact, mm. you know. So I'm always trying to eat right, but I'm always also just trying to uh, give out that energy of the now and just uh, survive because I'm, you know, I'm 73 now and uh, I've been 50 years doing this and yeah. I love helping people and healing people. I love somebody getting up out of the wheelchair saying, thanks, Doc. I, uh, that's the best. It doesn't open and they hit the ground. I, I love pulling them out of that. I love helping people at all levels. And it's fun to see that. Yeah. So I challenge people to get on our uh, TV site. Look at all the, we have hundreds of videos up there. And also a lot of uh, high medical doctors that have given truth out and stuff like that. And so, yeah, and have fun spiritually, you know. Try, have, have fun with these challenges that we put on uh, TikTok about getting out of your thoughts and, and becoming more awake. Uh, mm -hmm. Try the fruit diet. You know, try it and see how you like it. Now, you might go through some detox. Your, your your sinuses might drain. You might cough up a lot of mucus. You might feel your old genetic weaknesses and things like that. But your skin will clear up no matter how level you have. Psoriasis all you know, down to eczema or whatever. You'll find all these things clearing up. Uh, you'll find your nervous system, your thoughts uh, increasing. Uh, everything you can imagine. I'm, I'm glad you said that about the side effect or not the side effect, the detox effect, because a lot of yes. people, so you have, they have to understand that this is good thing that is happening for your body to expel because a lot of people will have these reactions and say, it's a fruit. It's not the fruit. <laughs> it's your body releasing your stuff that you have inside, man. What doesn't parents must get out. <laughs> the old famous healing crisis. Yeah, and you can, you, can, you can start getting all your symptoms going away and then suddenly they come back and you think, oh my God, I'm getting back. Keep pushing through and they'll go away yeah. and never come back. Yeah. All kinds of, and wherever you have a weakness, you're going to feel it. Your body's going to go heal a weakness or an old injury. You're going to feel those and, and then they'll be gone. And you'll just feel stronger everywhere in the body. Your muscles will start feeling energy coming into them that you've never felt before. You'll start having lucid dreams. and you, you'll, you'll, Everything changes. Your, your body odor disappears. Uh, your, your, your agility, your, 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 your limberness, everything comes. And you just feel like you're young all over again. I don't feel my age whatsoever. No, you don't have an energy that is is very young. I would say twenty, <laughs> very very young energy. Yeah, very, and Heck it's yeah, uh, it's brilliant, Always. good, and that's how we should feel. And um, I, I actually interviewed the chef Babette, and she she's been everywhere right now. She lives a plant based life, mostly raw. Um, she exercises. I mean. She's an amazing woman. She's 73. You would never tell. Like you, very high energy. And that's really from the food and the lifestyle that she chose. And, you know, it, the, you guys are testament that that's a, exactly how we should live, right? I mean, a lot of my peers in my in the 40s, they just, they look older. Yeah. They yeah. look at me. So I had a kid yesterday. I was teaching yeah. um, a, a, cook, a cooking class, uh, a nutrition no, class at, at kids. Yeah, the kid said to me, you look 30. I'm like, thank you. <laughs> See, and that's, that's the beauty of it, you know, being vibrant. Yeah. And when you're working in spirituality and you're working from the now 
and you're eating good, you're you're into it, baby. That that's yeah. the, that's about the best you can get. And then it's a journey of things working themselves out. Karma's yeah. working themselves off. You're not you're letting everything go. You're not holding on to anything anymore. Any yeah. feelings, emotions, let it all go. Yeah. You know, you don't have to hold on to anything. Be free. Yeah. In your awareness, you know, because you're not going anywhere. There's nowhere you can hide from yourself. No, no. Um, in terms of your herbs, um, what do you think people should think about if they want to start with something? What is the best one to look at? Well, I put together detox programs. My second book is out and it's all about detox programs. But we have detox kits. And there, the first kit deworms you and everything, enhances your nervous system, goes after the endocrinology of your body, enhances your thyroid, parathyroids. You must learn about parathyroids and depression and calcium utilization. Mm. Learn what, especially females that can't conceive what the pituitary gland is and how, how you can turn everything around in your world and start having healthy children. Uh, postpartum, how to fix all of these things. Females that deal with ovarian cysts and fibroids and endometriosis, how you fix all of that stuff, how you get a healthy feminine body, but yeah. also the males and all their problems as well. Uh, IBS, you mentioned, Crohn's and all this stuff. Learn at the interstitial levels. Learn that the body's nothing but a bunch of cells, spaces around all the cells, and those spaces are full of blood and lymph, predominantly lymph. Yeah. And learn your sewer system and the role of the kidneys and adrenal glands. And that, and you've got a great understanding of how you can take yourself from Hellville to what we call Wellville. I love that. That's a beautiful way to end. Thank you so, so much, Dr. Morris. You were a, a sunshine uh, on this uh, channel today, and I really appreciated your time. And you too, sweetheart. Thank you. <laughs> Bye now. Thank you. Bye -bye now. Bye. thank you so much dr morris and thank you everyone for staying on for this episode i hope that you fell in love with this guest as i have because there's so much wisdom and so much beauty to be shared and he does it in a way that is so wonderful so energetic and it, it really is a poster child for what he preaches he lives a life of vitality of health and this is where, what we should all aim for so I recommend that you go into the show notes, grab all the links that I have posted for Dr. Morse's work and dive into his wonderful resources that are for free that you can download, you can keep. If you have any questions for Dr. Morse, you can even reach out to him on his TV website where he has videos and he actually replies to people in video format if you have any questions about your health. It's a beautiful service to everyone and I really would recommend you use Dr. Uh, Morse as a resource for your health because our health is our wealth. Okay guys, as always, if you love this episode, go into, the, go into the platform that you are listening to, share a review, share with your friends, make sure that you support us so we can keep on growing. I will see you next time. Thank you. Bye.